Are you into juicing? Maybe you've even considered replacing your coffee with a green drink. Is there a best way to juice if you've had bariatric surgery? You bet there is. Let's talk about it. How many bariatric vitamins do you take a day? Are they a pain to remember? ProCare Health offers easy and affordable solutions with once daily multivitamins. Visit ProCareNow.com for free samples. Use code SUSAN10 to save 10%. Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell. You're listening to the Bariatric Surgery Success podcast episode number 63. Most of my career, I've worked in the media, particularly radio, where I did morning drive nutrition spots well over 18 years. That's really how I started podcasting. It ultimately led me to you. I created Bariatric Surgery Success to provide you with life-changing information. It's always going to be based on science, plus simple strategies and tools to help you be successful in your transformation and along your entire journey. I'm really happy you've connected with me. You're in the right place, and I'm so glad you're listening. If you're looking for a private Facebook group where you can ask questions and just Talk about what's on your mind. Please join me, Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell. I'll put a link in the show notes or you can search Facebook by group name. Again, that's Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell. Juicing breaks down fruits and vegetables into liquid form, generally by separating the juice from the pulp. And pulp is just another name for fiber. But it's the method of juicing that makes all the difference when you've had weight loss surgery. Juicing can be a good option to increase your nutrient intake, meaning vitamins, minerals, fiber, and naturally occurring plant nutrients, or what's called phytonutrients. It's also an easy way to incorporate additional vegetables and fruits into the diet, particularly those less popular ones like kale or spinach. Ideally, juicing should supplement the vegetables and fruits that you eat in whole form. Instead, juicing often replaces these whole fruits and veggies. There are two methods of juicing. First is the the traditional juicing, the type that's most common in juice bars and airports, hotels, where a fruit or a vegetable is pressed or shredded. All the pulp, again, another name for fiber, is removed using either a cold press or a centrifuge juice extractor, leaving only the juice. But for anyone, and especially if you've had bariatric surgery, you miss out on the benefits of fiber, and they're valuable. A few benefits include helping with digestion, reducing inflammation, and increasing satiety, or how full you feel. Do you remember in episode number 47 on fighting inflammation with food, we talked about fiber. It's digestible by gut bacteria making short-chain fatty acids. Now, what was that fatty acid in the gut called? Do you remember? You got it, butyrate. Well, what we love about butyrate is that it provides valuable health effects, such as inhibiting the growth of bad bacteria reducing inflammation, as we just mentioned, and increasing mineral absorption. But don't forget, fiber also helps prevent the big C word, constipation. But sometimes it causes potential gas and bloating. So your juicing tip, don't miss this, start with a small portion, maybe a quarter of a cup, and see how it goes. It may be too bulky and filling to drink very much of it at a time. 
So we don't want to give up fiber easily. Besides, juice with no pulp or fiber packs more calories and carbs, mostly coming from the natural sugar found in fruit in a more concentrated form. For example, a cup of pineapple, fresh pineapple or canned pineapple, is about 80 calories, but a cup of pineapple juice is about 120. Juice is the most calorie-dense part of plant foods. Did you know that the calories in a juice drink can range from 100 to 800 or more, depending on the types of fruits and veggies you add and the amounts? So remember that fruits tend to have more calories than veggies, so opt for more veggies and less fruit to keep calories reasonable. A good ratio is 75% veggies and 25% fruit, or think of it as three-quarter veggies and one-quarter fruit. Portion size, always key. Here's where the second method of juicing called whole juicing is superior. Whole juice is the result of blending vegetables, <laughs> vegetables and fruits into a drinkable liquid without removing the fiber. Whole juicing requires a high-powered blender instead of a juicer. So you may be familiar with brand names for home use like Blendtec or Nutribullock or Vitamix. When whole juicing, whole fruits and vegetables go into the blender with extra water and a powerful motor pulverizes them into a smooth juice with the fiber included. A study in the European Journal of Nutrition compared the effects of whole apples to apple juice in regards to the effects on blood lipids, so that would be like cholesterol. The results suggest that the fiber component found in the skin of the apple is needed for the cholesterol-lowering effect, and that clear apple juice is not a suitable substitute for the whole fruit. When the entire apple is used in whole juicing, the benefits of the skin remain in the juice. So the takeaways I want you to think about and put into play if you decide to juice. Number one, juicing can work for you after bariatric surgery as long as it's whole juicing, which retains the fiber and all of its benefits. Number two, aim for three quarter veggies and one quarter fruit to keep your calories and your carbs lower. Number three, always eat protein packed foods first. Remember that's bariatric gold, then have the juice. And number four, portion size is always key. So start small, say a quarter of a cup, and see how you tolerate it. Any issues with bloating or gas? So stay focused on your journey. You're worth it. Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC. All rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Dr. Susan Mitchell, or Practicalories, LLC.